Hello, wonderful people. This is Jason English with Things About Things. It's really good. <laughs> I interviewed, I'm not really interviewed, but I just sat down and learned from my friend and neighbor, Owen Gray. We talked about Dungeons and Dragons, D&D, this game I had never played before that I had heard so much about. I didn't really know of its existence too much when I was a kid and, and then maybe when I was a teenager, maybe preteen, I knew about it and I knew some kids that played it and I even was friends with some kids that played it, um, but I just never played it. And then time went by and I kind of forgot about it and then now it's been kind of repopularized, I guess, in the last five, ten years and especially within the last few years. Uh, and I just gave it a go. I was, I was a little intimidated because Owen has been playing for years and really knows what he's doing, really knows what he's talking about. And I was just really clueless. And I learned so much. So if you play it, this could be a video that you could watch and then send to a friend that's like me that hadn't played it before and didn't even know what it is. You just send them that because it's, it's not just like how to play Dungeons and Dragons. It's just we talked about what it is, and I asked him a bunch of questions, and he kind of walked me through a little bit of a scenario. So if you're really into D&D, you can send the video to somebody who wants to, wants to learn about it. And then if you have never played like me, you can just, just kind of pretend that we're sitting there together asking these questions. Some of the questions are probably the same. You'd ask some of them just, I don't know, random, just I'm different, I'm a little weird. Uh, with my friend Owen and we really kind of forgot the cameras were there and just just had a good time together so I just know that some of you are thoroughly going to enjoy Dungeons and Dragons with Owen Gray enjoy Like and subscribe. That was, that was kind of slurry. Like, I have a, like in the description. I have a, uh, a bit that I'm working on that's like with comedy stuff. That's yeah. like a... So, at first the idea was to make a YouTube video that had this, but then I thought instead of doing it, the, the comedy bit is talking about if I made the video. Oh, okay. And it's Wait. a video that would just be... It's very like Inception comedy. Okay. So... I don't want to make this video. I want to tell a joke on a stage that includes saying that I want to make the video. Okay. With full realization, I'm never making the video. Never making the video. And right, the, right. I like, I want to make a video just to mock our culture. Right. That's just this really entertaining video that comes out. Yeah. That just says, like and subscribe. And, like, the video is about trying to get people to like and subscribe the video. That's mm -hmm. what the video is. And then you become a famous YouTuber with videos that come out from time to time that are just creative ways of just saying, like and subscribe my video, and that is the video. Okay. And you become a famous YouTuber that just puts out videos that tells people, to, people subscribe to subscribe to those videos. That's all we're doing here. <laughs> yeah. It is. It's, an it's so empty. It's a 
pimp my ride of YouTube videos. <laughs> um, man, I grew up playing baseball. Well, all sports, but baseball mostly. And then, but I always had friends that was into this. That were into this. Into D and D. Wait, are we recording now? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, uh, but I, I never played with them because I was playing baseball and just kind of, you know, like you get to a certain age and your friendships just sort of drift into some common interests and stuff. Right. Yeah. And my friends and we were, I wasn't like, don't picture jocks, like baseball jocks. It was just more like my particular friend group. Some of them played baseball. Some of them didn't. Sure. Yeah, exactly. But it was you got your stack of balls back there. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it, and it wasn't. Yeah, auto, I got some good autographs. I bet. I bet. And, I was um, admi- I was I was seeing the ink on there. So yeah, I was definitely. But I had a couple good friends that when we were in elementary school we were really tight, and then mm-hmm. somewhere in middle school it just sort of kind of faded. It wasn't anything like in the movies where like we our friendship breakup stuff. It just sort of, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. it just sort of faded away. Yeah. Richie Wilbur comes to mind. Richie, if you're out there, I tried to find you a couple times online. I think I've messaged a few people that weren't you, but <laughs> they were I, they were, uh, they were Richie. I they just weren't Richie. Yeah, Wilbur. I don't think I've seen Richie since the late '80s. And dude, we were so tight. Right. And I, he's the kind of guy. If we would have stayed tight, I would have ended up playing Dungeons and Dragons and learning. But I right. didn't know any. And to this, I purposely didn't research anything because I was like, I just want to nice. tell me what I'm going to do is. it naked. Yeah. <laughs> what if you with show? clothes on? <laughs> That's great. Naked with clothes on. So uh, I literally don't even know where to start. I do know enough. I, I know what Stranger Things has told me. Right. And Stranger Things has been kind of an interesting um, talking point for a lot of people because mm-hmm. they get so much stuff wrong about it. But it's enough. Oh, yeah. You know, which but it's is enough like, to popularize it again. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those things where, like, <laughs> <laughs> the book <laughs> The book said no. Yeah. The book said no. We're not going to do that. You want me to wipe it No, that no, that's good. Okay, clean it up later. Looks Let's like, keep it rolling. It's like a nice little. Uh, Turns out beer isn't a good book stand. Exactly. Well, I, I, yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> uh, and I'm not shitting on Stranger Things. I, uh, yeah, yeah. I love Stranger Things, and it's just one of those things where it's like when they get into the D and D stuff, the players are like, <laughs> you know, like they're yeah, yeah. We're, we're really happy to like have it on there, but then like they're not is that representing really what it. Vecna looks like <laughs> or, gotcha. or, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it doesn't really matter because in the end, it's all fun yeah yeah, so, yeah and that's the point of D is like is is that you know you're you're just trying to tell some stories with some friends okay and and usually a lot of dick jokes uh um, really well yeah i mean we have we have a running joke in my in my regular D group where you know everything in D can be tied back to sex like everything okay. is see this is everything is sexual in maybe it might sound so obvious to it you. also depends on your like maturity level like there are probably <laughs> friend of, group that you happen to do yeah exactly yeah. What, what you're comfortable with and stuff like that because there are plenty of kids who play D and obviously that would be not yeah what yeah. they relate it to right but um it is something that just it just comes up in every conversation we say that's what she said so many okay times all right that it is not funny anymore right but it's still funny yeah <laughs> mm. so feel free to ask any kind of like right questions or anything strange and also we're we're starting at a good time or doing this at a good time because the the D movie the dungeons and dragons movie is coming out 
or they just had the trailer. I did not see that. Dropped. This is um, accidentally hitting this at the right time. Link in the description. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, Chris Pine, mm-hmm. and um, is it Michelle Rodriguez from the Fast and the Furious movies? Mm-hmm. Maybe. I think so. Yeah, yeah, it sounds but like it could be right. Those are the two big names. Oh, and Hugh Grant. Uh, I yeah, think yeah, is yeah. like the villain or something okay, like wait, that. Okay, maybe I did see this now that you say Hugh yeah. Grant. Well, it looks like a like a stereotypical fantasy movie right? at first, but then it's like, it, the, the, they seem to be getting some stuff right. Uh, I, oh. as a D&D person, am excited about it. Oh, good. So some That's of the fans huge, aren't. man. If you're really into a book or a game or a story, yeah, and then someone makes the movie you feel like or I feel like I have own, like emotional ownership of how this should happen as opposed to just I'll buy the ticket and go to the movie and yeah. whatever I'm like make sure you get this person right yeah and if they have the different personality than I read in this book then you failed yeah yeah <laughs> which is kind of a weird thing because that's kind of what I was driving at. Like, you kind of have to let that go or like yeah, yeah. I feel like you have to let that go when it comes to Dungeons and Dragons because um. Uh, because if you get hung up on certain things being a certain way, then it ruins your experience. It ruins the fun yeah. at the table. And so, like, I think a lot of us D&D fans are really approaching the movie with the mindset of, like, you know, it, this is almost like it's their own table, like their own group of friends playing D&D. And we're like, okay, this is how they play D&D. Right. And that's not wrong. Right. Um, as long as you fit within a certain parameter, there's got to be plenty of flexibility for this, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. 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 Well, the, the books have, like, rules upon rules upon rules, but it's very, mu- very, very much a Pirates of the Caribbean situation, you know, where it's like the code is more of a, more of a guideline. Yeah, uh, and it's like so that you get what we're doing here. Yeah, and it gives you a framework to kind of refer back to. And if you need to, you if can you go to. look at what it says. Or you can get the essence and like yeah, exactly. Don't break the biggie. Oh, there's probably some biggies. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. there's like well, hundreds of ones that you'd go. Well, technically, but the, I mean, there are biggies, but there's it's really like I mean, and they might start a fight at the table or just like a debate about what, blah blah blah. Are there like the ten commandments of D and D? And then no. and then the purists <laughs> would argue over the, it. Well, significantly, so right? yes, but the the uh, I think it's in the DM's guide actually. Or it's either in no, it's either in the DM's guide or the um, player's handbook. And when I say DM, I mean dungeon master, which yeah, yeah. is the traditional reference. That's uh, is that the person that narrates the story? They're the yeah, the narrator um, uh, slash world. They're the they're more of like the um, mediator, okay, sort of thing. They 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 know. What's going on in the world? I, I thought of it as um, not knowing anything about it, but then hearing people talk about it. Mm-hmm. Do you mean, do you ever play Clue? Mm-hmm. Mm. I think of it as Love Clue, yeah. the person who put the thing in the envelope that knows who did it. Yeah. and Basically, yes. Right? Although right. if you're playing Clue, right, like nobody knows who did it. <laughs> oh, is that right? I yeah. haven't played in so many years. you have to sit out the whole game. That would be boring. Oh, right, of course. So I <laughs> compared one game I knew nothing about to another game that I thought I understood, but I don't. But if you did know what went into the, the manila envelope, right. then, yeah, that would be yes and no, because you don't ever know what's going to happen at a table. Okay. Uh, basically, the setup is, like, the dungeon master 
prepares, and some don't, and that's fine. It depends oh, on how they run the nice. table. They can improv it a bit. Yeah, well, there's a whole class of, or a whole group of people who either specialize or, or uh, enjoy doing improv. Yeah, DM. I guess if you know the world deeply enough. Yeah. Well, and yeah, I think you have to have creative. a certain back knowledge of what you how of what world you're interacting in and just but be a good storyteller. I think that's like. the main thing is being a good storyteller and being able to I think really being a good actor like be if you want to oh, go that okay. route. Yes. I don't really go that I mean I I enjoy the improv moments that come up in my story. I fall somewhere between like those guys who don't prep at all, and those guys who way over prep. For Got everything. it. So you know where it's headed. Yeah, I, I like to know. Well, you never know where the story is headed. Oh well, you know the world then clearly. Yeah, so you understand in the ins and outs of the about. world. You understand the ins. Basically, the dungeon master prepares an idea, sort okay. of, uh, of this world that is interacted is interacted in. And Wizards of the Coast promotes a. Um, uh, world right now, every every edition that comes out, we're on fifth edition right now. Every edition that comes out, they have a different world that is a different fantasy based world that is centric to that edition. Right. And fifth edition, fifth edition is pushing this, uh, which fifth edition came out in two thousand fourteen. Okay. And they're pushing this like kind of generic fantasy world. That's heavy on magic and heavy on to make it more accessible. I think to it's the yeah, I think it's more culture. accessible. Exactly, you don't they, have to know that much stuff to play this. Yeah, yeah, you play version. in what's it's called the Forgotten Realms, but it's basically Is that like kind of neutering the game. No, no, no. You uh, wouldn't say that. No, not at all. No, gosh, no. Because uh, every table plays a different game. Like the rules, oh. the the way you want to play the game is how you want to play the game. You can use. Uh, you can use the rules to do whatever you want to or play set yeah. up whatever world you want to. A lot yeah, of yeah. most tables play what's known in the community as homebrew, where, you know, like like homebrewed beer, yeah. you make your own stuff. You make your own world oh, yeah. um, and stuff like that. Well, sure. Just Forgotten Realms is just an easily accessible um, world yeah, yeah. that, like, if you don't want to put all the work into coming up with fantasy magic rules and, and characters and stuff like that or whatever, you can reference the books that... D&D uh, is put out, and you'll be like, yeah, oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, blah, 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 this, yeah, all right. Now, that's how, that's the history of this world, because it says so right here. Right. Or you can go to the trouble of making up your own world, which I think, I mean, I don't know. So if I sat down with you and your guys that you play with, mm-hmm. and I'm brand new, and I go, can I play? Yeah. <laughs> would, what would you say? I mean, you'd probably be like, uh, <laughs> dude, can you just sit this one out and watch? I would But love, if you let me play, what would you say? <laughs> I would love for you to come and listen one time. Right now, uh, I would say no because um, it's there's a certain, like, um, quota at a table that once you get over a certain number of people, um, that it yeah. gets just kind of unwieldy. This, this sounds like... There are really good basketball players on a court playing five by five yeah. on five, and they're all good and they know basketball. Someone who's never played just goes, "Can I play?" And they're like, "Not. You can watch, not right now because we already have ten, and yeah. you don't know how to play." Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's so me the thing, at your table. The only difference with that analogy, and that's a good analogy, uh-huh. but the only difference is that it's not based on skill. It's just based on the fact oh. that like. Like, nobody, like, yeah, my guys or the group that I play with have been playing for a while, so they have a general knowledge of the yeah. rules. But they, 
they make mistakes all the time. Like, you know, right. that's what so it's, 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 it's knowledge of the game, not skill of the game. Well, even that, like, I don't care, like, if we only, like I'm saying, like, if we lost, if one of them left. Yeah. And said, you know, yeah. I can't play anymore. I'd say, right. yeah, come on and play. Like, no, right. and I wouldn't You'll care pick it up. what your knowledge level yeah. is, what your skill level is. I wouldn't care about that at all. It's yeah. just once you get over a certain number of people at the table, it just becomes, it becomes like difficult to include uh, everybody. Like, they're time. like, you want to get a certain pace going. Yeah. You know, when you, you're what playing. What if it's like, Jason, you're going to play the role of a tree. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. you just stand there. Yeah, you could do that. (laughs) I mean, all right, but what would you what would you say if I'm the new guy and I got a seat at the table and you got a seat at the and and you were like and I went, can I play? But I don't know what to do. Oh right. Oh, I would like that's cool. I would do exactly what we're gonna do here in a little bit. Do it, and I would just hand you a character sheet. Right, which is the thing you texted me. Yeah, which is the thing I texted you. Yeah, and I would say, you know. I would give you like a brief rundown of what the character, how to interpret the character sheet, All and right. then you okay. would just, and then I would like, and then as we play, it's, I mean, it's like any game. Like if you go to play Clue, for instance, yeah, yeah. and you know you don't know who Colonel Mustard is uh-huh. or what, how do you move about the rooms? You say, how do you move about the rooms? Right, and right. Every, you know, or how do I like, how do I get from this room to this room, or why can I go from the, um, you know, why can I use the secret passage? Uh-huh. What's the goal of this game? You would ask a lot of questions, and that would be like. Like, no, any, I mean, any table that is uncomfortable with that is not a table that you want to play at. Yeah, because, like, not cool. Pfft, cool, cool, um, cool. Right. Like, you just answer the Like, I would just say, you, I would just say, hey, just let me know. You know, I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to tell, I'm going to say what's going on and you'll see what the other guys are doing. And if you want to do something, then you do it. And it's great. And then, and I'll say, oh, well, okay, cool. Well, then do this thing to make that happen or great. something like that. Right, I'll, right. You'll learn as you go. Yeah. Beautiful. And that's definitely one of the best ways to play. Uh, I think is to just kind of wing it. Right. Um, you can get into the nuts and bolts of it later on. Like tonight, I texted you a character sheet that yeah. has like generic stats okay. on it. It comes with the uh, starter kit that you can buy from D and D, and so I just texted you a PDF of that. Awesome. But like all the guys that that I and I keep saying guys, we have one girl, mm-hmm. um, one woman. That plays with us. Well, you know Jess. Edgerton. No, oh. sorry. Palmer. Sorry, Jess. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I do. she plays with us. Um, but they all, instead of like drawing generic character sheets, like uh, the difference about D&D from other games is that like where you, in other games where you get it, like in a video game where you get a certain character to play, in D&D you create your own character. So like I gave you a character tonight. Okay. But other game, but in a normal game, you would create your own character and be like, "Oh, I want to be this person in this okay. world and stuff like that." It's awesome. Yeah. Oh, it is. That's one of the main things is that you you get to kind of do whatever you want, <laughs> right? You know, like yeah. like again, the rules are guidelines, so you kind of just like, um, like if you want to play, you play a wizard, or you play a fighter, or if you want to play. Um, something completely out there, right? Then you do that. I mean, you have to work it in with, and you your, have to integrate it somehow into yeah, the exactly. world's understanding of things. Yeah, and there, yeah, and yeah. you approach, and the DM is kind of the arbiter of those things. Like yeah. if you had a crazy character idea, um, okay, then you would approach me and say, "Hey, can I do this?" All right, but I think we're getting Dude, way start- ahead. Yeah, but I'm also starting to get excited. Like I 
Creating a character is kind of cool. Oh, like, creating a character yeah, is, yeah. is fantastic. There are, there are other podcasts where they have a whole episode of people just creating their characters yeah. because it's fun to like right. fantasize about that and think and and get excited about like yeah. you get excited about what you're gonna what you're capable of doing and, right. and what what you want to do in, in that in that world. So, um, uh, let, do you want to do it? Sure, you yeah, want to start? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, totally. So, like I was saying earlier. Basically, the basic setup for Dungeons & Dragons is that you have players and uh, at the table, usually between three to five. Once you get over five, that's the kind of the magic number. Yeah, five yeah, is yeah. Kind of, Once you get over five, like, it begins. You, we've done it before, but it can get really, like, somebody will be on the phone. Yeah. You know, somebody will be checking their email, and right. it just kind of loses that energy mm-hmm. because it's taking a while to get back to them, and so they're, like... It's yeah. like again, it's you're like not, playing Clue, but if there was like eighteen players playing yeah, Clue, you're not immersed in this world exactly. And that's the main. That's a really good word hmm. because when you're playing Dungeons and Dragons, one of the key things you want to focus on is immersion. You so that wanna, the being in character helps exactly. With that. Yeah, you want to kind of lose that sense of where you are yeah. and, yeah, and yeah. allow yourself to just kind of get into it, uh, which is kind of intimidating to a lot of well, people. You know what I think it sounds like is. What some monks describe as uh, meditation is basically singular singularity of your mind. Right, yeah. It's whatever you're doing, yeah. that is the only thing you're doing. Yeah, exactly. That's basically what it means to meditate. Climbers talk about that. And, um, and, you're not uh, thinking of the future, of the past, of what you're going to do later. Just thinking right now, yeah. It's, this is the only thing. And that's kind of one of the, when you have those nights, and not every night is going to be like that when you're playing D&D. As it is with anything, but when you have those nights where everything is just clicking, it's like that's it's like the perfect golf swing, you know, yeah. exactly. That's, uh, that's the thing that yeah, just yeah. like brings you Beautiful. back to the table. Yeah, just those perfect like fun nights where everything is just bam, 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 bam. But so you have your players, and they all have created their characters who have different statistics that they use. Uh-huh. I mean, again, it's very video game esque okay. in terms of like you have certain powers and abilities. Oh right, right. Like Final Fantasy or Zelda or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. And then the dice help you determine how those are gonna go. Yeah. The DM brings to the table knowledge of the world. Like they either either created the world or they've read a lot about the world so they kind of understand consequences and act uh, they the um action reaction sort of stuff. Like yeah. if if X happens then why happens, oh, uh, right. that sort of stuff. So the DM brings that kind of stuff to the table. And they generally have to have a better understanding of the rules, but not so. always. Like, when I started playing, I had about the same knowledge of the rules. Or when I started DMing, I had about the same knowledge of the rules that um, the guys at the table did. I knew that, oh, you want to do that? Roll this dice. I knew right. that. <laughs> and they all knew that, and I yeah. just... Brought, uh, I just was like, oh, I want, I'll do this because whatever. But yeah, um, you know the rules. So the basic rules. The DM will, the basic idea is the DM will yeah. present the world and a scenario. Like, yeah. before you, you see a group of bandits who look like they are ready for a fight um, or like they're, they're going to attack you and try and steal your belongings mm-hmm. or something like that. And, and the DM sets the scene. And then the players say how they want to interact with that scene. Okay. You know, so you might have one player who says, oh, I, you know, pull out my sword and I stab one. Uh, or you might have another player say, who says, no, I want to try and, like, like calm this situation down. We don't want to fight right now because yeah. we might lose. Or you have another player that's like, I want to go and, like, moon 
one of them just yeah. to see what happens. You yeah, know, like, it sounds like what a, a video game. Yeah, just exactly. Press the button and try this. And you interact. And, and then the DM says, oh, okay, so you want to do that. Uh, I need you to roll this dice to see if you're successful at that. Yeah, like, yeah. If the person who wanted to swing the sword or stab the person. How strong is their swing? And, yeah, exactly. You say, okay, roll this dice to see yeah. if you successfully hit them. Okay, you do. You stab them. And oftentimes you could say, like, oh, well, how do you stab them or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know. And then they, okay, and so then the fight begins. Right. You know. Or the person who is wanting to calm things DM, down, you DM. say, oh, okay, cool, roll a dice. Right. And see if you are able to convince them to to calm down. You know, right. so if you roll really well, then they're going to calm down. If you roll really bad, you could piss them off. Yeah. So that sort of stuff. So that's so that's where the dice come yeah, into yeah. the play. Great. Is they help determine it's a completely random. And outcome. the dice are very pretty. I'll add. That. Yeah. Oh yeah. These are uh, you're getting to use some of my new dice that I bought from uh, our Dragon's Den over by the pediatric center. So, so. These these guys too. Um, this is some high end. Oh yeah, yeah, high quality. Look, oh, I don't just, even know. I, I think that's just plastic. It might be resin. No, these are ancient. Uh, An- oh right, sorry. Ancient <laughs> yeah. This one is uh, made from stone. Mm. Uh, I bought this one there too. I just it was like a like a random grab bag. Like you yeah, didn't yeah. know what you're buying. You oh play, fun! And then you get a dice. And I was like, oh that's cool. Golly, there's so many combinations that can happen here. Whoa, my God. <laughs> it is serious. Oh, this, just there overwhelmed is. by yeah. how many combinations that there would be. So you're dealing with your. Oh, by the way, yeah, those are from Dragons Den. Support your local gaming stores. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Dragons Den in Boone, North Carolina. I hope you're enjoying the conversation so far. I hope you're learning some things. Wanted to pause for a moment and let you know that Saturday, October eighth, I'm going to be doing some stand-up comedy and slash whatever other entertainment it is that I do when I talk. And that's going to be at the Blind Elk in Banner Elk. It's a tap room. And uh, yeah, so you can go to thingsaboutthings.com and I will uh, post on there when I know the exact time and I'll put the address and all that. But yeah, if you live in the Boone Banner Elk area or have ever lived in the Boone Banner Elk area and you're like, Wait, Jason wants to say some things on a stage that are just random and maybe funny? Sure, I'll go to that. So that's what I'm going to be doing. So it's October 8th. I'm just going to be there for a couple hours. I'm going to do 30 or 45 minutes of just things that I think might be fun and entertaining. Take a break, get back up, and do another 30, 45 minutes. I'm basically just working through some things. And I hope it entertains you. hope it makes you laugh, makes you happy. So yeah. Go to thingsaboutthings.com for more details. If, if there's nothing there, it just means I haven't put more on there yet. But uh, on October 8th, I'll be at the Blind Elk in Banner Elk. Come listen. If you want to order stuff. This episode. Is yeah, exactly. this episode is brought to you by. Um, but so you're dealing with your, you have eight dice there in front okay. of you, but two of them are the same. Right. You're dealing with your basic seven dice. Right. Which are your... Uh, and in, in Dungeons and Dragons and other tabletop role-playing games, which yeah. are commonly referred to as TTRPGs. Um, I know RPG. What's TT? Tabletop. Oh, tabletop. Yeah, Got tabletop role-playing game. Um, a D refers to dice, okay. and then it's followed by a number, which re- which refers to the amount of sides that the dice has. Yeah, yeah. Got so, it. like, your common dice mm-hmm. would be referred to as a D6 because it's a cube. It has six-sided dice. So you're dealing with your, your D20... And you got two of those. 
D twenty, D twelve, D. You have two D tens. Uh, oh, sorry, two D tens, a D eight, a D six, and a D four. So those are all the. Whoa. All, yeah, it's complicated when you think about it at first. My brain keeps connecting to positions on the baseball field. Like okay. someone who's never played it, it'd be right. like, Staff they don't already. know if they hear shortstop. I don't know what even that means. You know, they're yeah, they're yeah, learning yeah. something from the beginning, and I'm like, uh, I don't. I wouldn't even know how many sides that has. Yeah, exactly. I'd well, have to think you about eventually it. learn to just you like you know you just what see they the are. Shape yeah, and you yeah, know. You see the shape. But I'm like, how many? Wait. Somebody will say, 20. roll a D10, and you'll be like, oh, okay, cool. Right. And you know exactly what it looks that's like. That's the 20. Yeah, that's the 20. That's the the 20. 20 is always the big chonky boy. Yeah. Um, it's always, it's always the biggest one. It's the biggie. The, is that the dodeca? I think 12 sides is dodecahedron. This is a, I forget what the geometric term is for that. But the 20 is the... Big dog? Is the big dog, and it's the one you will roll nine times out of ten. Oh, unless you're trying a special move. Yeah, exactly. Like the 20 is the, in, at least in D&D. Other systems use different okay. uh, dice as their main dice, main but dice, yeah. in D&D, it's, a call, it's called a D20 system, so almost all of the decisions are based off of a roll of the D20. So, like, when I said, or when, when we were referencing our sword attack, yeah. like, the guy says, I want to stab him with a sword. You say, okay, we'll roll to hit. Yeah. And or roll a d20, and they'd roll that d20, and if they roll high enough, then they hit. If they roll low enough, then they don't hit. Does DM decide what's high enough and what's low enough? Usually, characters will have a, a certain number associated with their associated with their character, yeah, like, yeah. like twelve or thirteen or something like that. And if you roll higher, and you get different bonuses and stuff, we're getting into like Sweet. the real crunchy stuff. Yeah, yeah. Which we don't want to turn anybody off. <laughs> no, but it gets me actually. I start to envision it a little bit. And more. some people love like some people live for those moments in playing D&D. Like, you get all kinds of people at the table. You get your people who are there for the story, and you get your people who are there for the action, and you get your people who are there for the numbers. They just, like, be like, oh, chance and and probability and stuff like that. Like going to Vegas or something. Yeah, exactly. Like, like (laughs) how how can I affect this situation to make the best outcome for me and my group of friends? Right. Um, So, yeah. So I gave you... Sorry, I'm... Blah, 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 blah. Uh, I gave you a character sheet yeah. um, on your phone. It is a basic human fighter. Oh, good. nice. Um, which is, the I think, I think probably the, the easy, most approachable of the various. <laughs> it's, uh, you could be a wizard. You could be anything. You are going to be an You're average be boring. human. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here you go. You, sir, get to be nothing. <laughs> right. You start you, well, just like you actually are in real life. Exactly. Yeah. Normal human. Yeah. Good, exactly. good job. Um, it's very true, though, because it is the, like, you could be anything you want to. You could be a, you could be a, a dragonborn uh, healing cleric or a dragonborn sorcerer, but you, sir. Average human. Uh, very average. <laughs> average height. Exactly. Average Intellect. Exactly. Average looking. Exactly. <laughs> average fighting I don't skills. I agree with that statement. You're very above average looking. So. But you do get to affect all, all fives that and everything, but six and looks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There you go. All right. So, so I gave, it has all sorts of stats and stuff. It's very crunchy, very hard to just at a glance kind of interpret. And yeah. we'll kind of like figure that out as we go along. Um, the main thing you need to decide right now is what's your name? 
Man, that is such a deep question. <laughs> you know? Like if you were playing a character, yeah, but if, at a table, like, and I couldn't choose what kind. It's an average human. Yeah, exactly. Or although you could I just could, name him average human. I could also name him what I would have wanted to be, and what I might grow. Can you change your um, nature in this game? Can you change your nature? Yeah. Oh yeah. You, I like, mean, in a game. Like, what do you mean, like? Like, can like you be a human in one game and grow to become something else during the game? I mean, you could, you could, you could you try. You could roll them dice. You baby. could roll them, roll those <laughs> dice, baby. Not a high <laughs> chance, but it's possible. All right. You definitely. Well, uh, again, it's really up to what you guys want, what yeah. you guys establish at your table, yeah, and what your DM is okay with and uh, stuff right. like that. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, if 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 I had a player who was like. I don't. I don't want to be a human anymore. I want. I'll be like, yeah. well, we got. I mean, we got. It's a big deal, dude. Yeah. Well, yeah. Exactly. Well, that's kind of weird. We can talk about that later. But yeah. no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah. But we would come up with ways for that to happen. Yeah. In game. All right. So mine. Or you might have a DM and be like, okay, cool. You turn into a yeah. dragon overnight, or something, yeah, yeah. or you turn into a, yeah, yeah. a tiefling or a elf or dwarf wow. overnight. You know, it doesn't matter. Like, it's really whatever yeah. the table is comfortable yeah. with. Right. Um, if. All right, then my, my this is super generic because I can't think really creatively right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, Yin Yang, his name would be Yin Yang. There you go. There you go. We have a uh, one of my good friends, uh, Chris Thaxton, one of our neighbors. Anyway. Oh, on your street. On our street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah uh, I don't, I don't think we. No, I mean, you really? I, that's that's wild, man. No. To be in our neighborhood for yeah. as long as y'all have been and never to met. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's like. like you know, 200 yards from our home. front yard is your backyard, but then you kind of go a certain direction and know people on your street. Yeah, and exactly. And then I kind of, I think I know probably a few more people on one street yeah. the other way. Where I mention somebody and you're like, wait, who? And I'm like, I've hung out with them because they're just one street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's people. It's really some commentary on the nuance of neighborhood. Like, just how one street makes a difference of who Oh, I know, right? With. Yeah, exactly. Instead of, like, it's only two, three streets away. Because you know like, everybody up and down. Wildwood, uh, Wildwood and Forest Hill. Forest Hills, but, like, if you go down Eastridge, you're in foreign territory. Yeah. Yeah. I know two or three. Yeah. Not like, oh, that one and that one. Yeah. Like this. And it's really funny because I associate our house and my, like, identity, almost, with Eastridge. Like, with, like, well, don't, isn't know. that your address? Yeah, it is. Well, that's but, like, part of it. Just, like, but, like... <laughs> When that's when I wake I, when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I see is y'all's street. Like yeah. you know, like it's I a, look out my window and like there's there's I four think it's, hills it, right there. It's a rare. Well, maybe it's not really rare, but it's one of those rare occasions where two neighborhoods that are actually different neighborhoods right, t- yeah, touch each like other, but up against wherever they touch each other, there's a different kind of relationship. Yin Yang, exactly. by the way. Yin Yang. Yeah. Well, the East Ridge folks, we try not to associate with Forest Hills folks All right. too much. So right. I've kind of lost some points with the East Ridge community. By being by my being friend. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. right. So, All right, Yin Yang. Be all right. Considered, man. <laughs> you, can, you, should be, you should be thankful. Uh, no. <laughs> I love that. Um, An honorary East Ridge member. Exactly. He's not really one of us, but I mean... But his character, oh, I forgot what we were saying. Oh, well, I see. Yin Yang is Yin uh, Yang. Uh, the, my character's name. Right, but his character for our main campaign that we finished yeah. about a year ago um, was named Merrick Ballstriker. You know, so nice. like, <laughs> like it, it's all kind of, and it was really funny because he gave it this like kind of goofy name. Right. 
and he ended up like falling in love with this character, you know, and yeah. just like playing this very serious, compassionate, just awesome character who who he became very concerned about others in the party and stuff, you know. And, and his last name is Ball Striker, you know. So it's like that's actually would make a good movie. Yeah, where it's some it's it's a comp like you know how there's those movies that are dramas or, or dra- dramedies, dramedies or whatever, yeah. where it's drama and comedy. What mm-hmm. if it instead of it this actually could work. What if instead of it being, those are usually blended drama and comedy throughout yeah. it. What if it was comedy and about a half of an hour into the movie, it just became a drama. Yeah, yeah. Like, and that's kind of what striker is now like legit human. Yeah. loving, concerned, and it's like ball striker. Yeah, ball striker. Ball striker. Second movie. half of this movie is drama. That's right. It's kind of like <laughs> the new Thor movie. Oh, I haven't seen it. Oh, well, that's kind of how, how it goes. How you it should goes. watch it. That'd be yeah. funny. Um, <laughs> just because you like now basically describe. <laughs> really? Yeah. Dang, man. Not really. Like, it stays I funny. I always though. have ideas right after somebody know, else right? does. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny you say that because, like, I prided myself on being a, a well-read fantasy person mm-hmm. when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, I was like, oh, I've read, you know, all the blah, 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 this stuff. And um, But I had never read Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And I go about, uh, for some reason, like, I just, for some yeah. I hadn't read, or I'd, like, started And for somebody it, that like, reads fantasy, yeah, like, that it's seems almost like, like a shame, shameful. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, so I'm like, I'm going to yeah. write my own novel, right? Like, I'm going to tell a story uh, because I've done all this reading. Like, I'm ready to go. And, um... And I start, I create this whole town or this whole city that is in the trees, you know, or yeah. like a forest-based city. And I was like, nobody's ever done this. You know, like, this is mm-hmm. this is super original. Then, of yeah. course, I read Lord of the Rings, like, yeah. the original yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fantasy it's like, series. It's the best like, idea. It's just like, like forest city yeah. after forest city. And I'm like, It's like, oh, Owen, you just, in, <laughs> you just invented one of the best ideas the world's ever seen, but you were the second. You, I was only 40 no. years too late. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess it would have been. But you 40. know what, though? I think it still came from a real place mm-hmm. and that you should be proud of yourself for thinking of it. For thinking of something, Even, yeah, that's right. You know what I'm saying? I mean that. Like, I know. You tapped into something really, really good. You just weren't the first one, but it was real. Yeah. And I, I have those moments, yeah. and I think that that's still good. But it was kind of a bummer as a you know the eleven year old kid who's writing his first novel and he's like I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna make so much money off of this I'm gonna become famous I'm oh. gonna make movies out of yeah. this novel and then you're reading it like oh they already did that that's just what yeah yeah that's what Tolkien I have did. that with uh, basically faith and metaphysical kind of ideas right theological ideas where I'll say I'll go what if and I'll describe it yeah and I'm like that's one of the coolest thoughts. I've ever heard, and I thought of it, and yeah. someone will go, "That's Taoism." Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, yeah. oh yeah, Taoism sounds that's, pretty cool." Yeah, <laughs> but I'm like, I thought, I thought of a way of living, and then <laughs> somebody right. goes, "Yeah, there's an entire, there's like millions of people that already do that." <laughs> that's true. It's like you're not the first. Yeah, you know, you're not the first because it's been around for thousands of years, yeah. but you did have like a. I had, the real moment of yeah, thinking moment. of it yeah, by exactly. myself. Mm-hmm. Maybe because it's all connected. Yeah. So we're we're all connected, so we pick up on those vibes. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'll, I'll say something and someone will go, yeah, that's like a Buddha quote, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, 
oh wow, I'm basically Buddhist. Yeah, I think of cool stuff sometimes. Yeah. But, but the, a yeah, long time after millions of people have been openly talking about it, I'm like, you know, it's the a gate. great idea. And they're like, yeah, dude, <laughs> we totally already know that. There's nothing uh, problematic or, or historical about white men suddenly coming up with ideas and, then and they, claiming them as yes, their own, yeah, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no issues. <laughs> So you're I'm saying just, I shouldn't move to Asia and start this religion? Yeah, exactly. Say that hey I, guys, yeah. have a, like my name's Jay. We call it the the English. Yeah, Englishism. I have I have some friends that are really into yoga. Yeah, and even teach yoga that have said sometimes right, they yeah. struggle with that as a yoga teacher. Right. Yeah. Are because they, being like a of not of that culture. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think the and D and D is actually a really interesting conversation to base around D&D, which I know we, we were just trying to, like, do the basic stuff tonight, so I don't want to get, like, super yeah. theoretical yeah. Um, out here, but, like, but maybe D&D... That's the way to go. Ever since 2014, D&D has been under a massive renaissance, like, okay. which is why we're kind of yeah. doing this right now, yeah. you know, because there's there's a huge, like... I remember probably five, ten years ago, a few people playing it, and I'm like, people still play that game? Yeah, exactly. And like, then I it's like, that back in the and 80s. they're like, yeah... Yeah. Every Friday, we do it with friends. I'm like, whoa, exactly. it's coming back. And so there's a, there's a huge renaissance going on, and there are multitudinous, wow, didn't think I would say that word tonight, um, people from different backgrounds coming to D&D over the past 10 years, you know, yeah. and, and being like, wait a minute, it's kind of bad that all the dark people in this game are the bad guys, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. oh, wow. Or, or it's kind of weird that... We use race as a term in this when, and the, like these races can't interbreed or whatever. When this, like, are they race it's or are they species? Old, there's something they... about it that the world has progressed past the language. Yeah, exactly. So, how does it, how yeah. does it not become irrelevant, outdated, and offensive yeah. eventually, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And there are these people who are who not are... on purpose. It was just no, a product of well, its time it was created, right? You never, I, I don't. I don't want to say on purpose or not because there is some there's history of all oh. of that stuff. Oh, in, it could be on purpose. You know, some of it could have been but on I, purpose. I think I'm just believing the best in Do, people. Yeah, exactly. Do I think that when Tolkien made the orcs all bad guys that he was actually talking about um, uh, whatever racism and oh. uh, I didn't know that, that sort of stuff? Yeah, no. Like I think yeah. he was just like. These guys have big sharp teeth, therefore they are evil. Like he yeah. wasn't looking at symbolism. Like, he wasn't looking at a sim- like a certain group of people and being comparing like, them, comparing them to orcs or anything. Yeah, like that. but although man, the guys, those uh, what are the guys that run the banks? That run the bank. Oh, the yes. Well, yeah, that's, that's in Jewish stereotype. Um, they, like, that's in that's in Harry Potter. We're getting into oh shoot. We're that is just all. Harry Potter. I don't know. I no, know that's that just Harry J- Potter. I know that J.K. Rowling made a big deal about the goblins being the, the runners of the banks. I again, dude, I just picked the wrong set of movies just now for my. Example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the goblins are not. I don't think Lord of the Rings has bankers. I'm not a. I'm not no, a. No, they big, didn't have modern banks in that yeah, storyline. I'm not a huge like. I like Lord of the Rings. Yeah, wouldn't even say I love it, but I'm not like. I really I'm an enjoy expert it. on Lord of the Rings, yeah. you know. Like, I read the Silmarillion and I couldn't keep up though. I, right, I, I, that's when I knew like Same. I had to tap out, man. Yeah, I was like, I don't, I can't follow it. I'm not smart enough. Is how I feel. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> like I think I tried but I'm not to that keep good at notes and, and follow along, but it didn't. Yeah. After a while, it felt like. But I love the idea of it. Mm-hmm. 
the backstory. And anyway, we're veering mm. off too much, and I still think Harry mm. Potter is the same as Lord of the Rings. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's kind of the thing, though. Like, fantasy does have roots in racism, misogyny, oh. and man, I never and that sort of stuff. Of this. Whether it's cognizant yeah, or not, yeah. Yeah. it's there. And so the D&D renaissance has brought a lot of people, and they were probably already, in, I don't mean to say people who are now coming to D&D or, or, or are helping to change what D&D is. I don't mean to say that they are new to it or anything. They, they, they have probably been invested in it in a while. This is a new movement it's, within Because it. it's experiencing such a large renaissance, they are getting a louder voice. More pushback, like change this. Yeah, exactly. This. Like let's let's change this. And yeah. And, and it's really created a neat um atmosphere That's around D and D, I think, to like as a catalyst as uh, not necessarily D and D itself, but like the people who play it are are, are a catalyst for changing the way things are so are seen. Good. Yeah, yeah. Which is why I'm one re- one of the reasons I'm like excited about the new D and D movie because like I look at it and and I'm a little bummed that the main character is a yet another straight white male, <laughs> oh, okay. which I love Chris Pine, and I don't know but, if he's straight in the movie or not, but yeah, he comes off that way. But the cast itself is is widely diverse. Yeah, you know, and I think and, we're at that place in history where we like. Uh, the diversity has come, but there's still like, but the but the uh, protagonist is a white guy. Like, yeah. But then there's like the occasional movie that comes up that it's like it's not just a straight white guy, and then yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. whoa, yeah. cool. Yeah. But exactly. then the next ten, twenty, or, like, or thirty straight white. The MCU is actually doing the Marvel movies are actually doing a really they, good job of that. Yeah. Like the, I don't think there has been. I think Thor. The new Thor movie is the only movie in the new phase that has been headlined by a white male. Like, I think all the other ones have been. You know what helps in that is color there's or, so much diversity. It's like the universe of heroes. It, it, it lends itself to, ha- instead of there being one protagonist. Yeah. I view the Marvel movies as, instead of this is the one about Thor, even though obviously it is, mm-hmm. I view it as just a timeline of things that happen within the Marvel world. Right, and yeah. Then, this moment is about Thor, but this story is about actually all of them. Yeah, and I, does that make sense? Instead yeah. of just a movie called Superman, and that's the end of the end of it. Like when I grew up, I just was like, "There's a Superman movie." Yeah, that's and, it. It wasn't like, "No, this is a greater story that involves other heroes." I didn't right, think yeah, of it exactly. that way at all. Is, yeah. Now mm-hmm. Marvel movies and even to some extent DC comics. It's I, like I, this is a this is a blip in the uh, world that we're, in the or this is like a little segment. Yeah. Little dissection of this this great because really story. every every character in every movie, they're the main character in what they're doing in their lives. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? As we as are we all. Yeah, as are we all. As are yeah. we all. Yin Yang. Um, so it is neat that for me that to watch D and D kind of shape. Yeah. What or not necessarily shape, but like. That a lot of the grassroots community that have gotten involved in D and D right uh, are kind of helping to shape what the future of fantasy mm-hmm. uh, will be. Yeah, and so I think good. that's I think that's a neat position to be right. in. So I'm the average human. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, sorry, you're an average human. I'm an average human whose name is Yin Yang. Yeah, 
Um, not culturally appropriative at all. <laughs> I'm picturing if Well, I'm... I think that's not fair because you do have a good understanding of what yin yang is, like as, yeah. a, as somebody who has studied. I think if you're if like I'm that. the average human in the world, if you literally what that might mean is I'm brown. Yeah. And I'm possibly a woman, like statistically, I think there are more women than men. So yeah. So like know. average I think I'm a brown woman. Mm-hmm. probably Asian. Right, like when you think of average The average human, human yeah, exactly. if you had to pick one representative of like all things statistically, is it is this person brown? Yeah, it has some brown. If it's the average human, totally has some brown. Exactly, yeah. And then average, if you had to pick male or female, realizing this is all assigned at birth version of the, what I mean by that, but mm-hmm. just if you had to pick... Probably woman. It's probably a woman. Who knows? And it's probably from... I'm sorry, this, probably a person with a uterus. If we want to be, yeah, or a sure. person with a vulva. Yeah. So um, then that person, um, if I had to pick, lives like where the East meets the West. Right. Yeah. Yin Yang. So that's yeah, exactly that's who that. That's who I created. I would, you're right probably. There. I think. I think I saw something like that. Like <laughs> yeah. said, like a, oh, really? your average human is going to be an uh, of Asian descent, just because of numbers. Just numbers, game. which is is fantastic. And then after that would probably be. Excuse me. Central South American. If yeah. it wasn't Asian, it'd probably be most a brown likely not from white. The other side white of the is world. probably somewhere down. Way the down. Tier. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we are weird. I mean, no which offense, is funny because we when you said weird. when we were making our jokes about you being an average human, my first go to was like straight white male because that's because we're the main because that's how I see the world stories. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We are all the main characters. So whether or not you are a straight white okay. male, right. <laughs> in this you are an average human. Got it. Um, and you are a fighter, which is one of the most approachable classes. Yeah, the, okay. Just because swing sword hit monster. Yeah. Kind of thing. And I know, I know, I'm looking at you, yeah. Cameron, <laughs> that it gets way more complicated than that. I'm just saying, like, as an approachable, uh, as an accessibility, like, yeah. like going into wizarding or warlock or yeah. or any of the magical-based classes or, or caster-based classes, as we say, they can be much more complicated to like yeah. uh, what is spell slots and and all uh, uh, the spell slots and cantrips and and how it many... takes training to be a wizard yeah exactly <laughs> and anybody can swing a sword right yeah well not effectively <laughs> but yeah. so you are yeah, that's a like you can be in the battle here's your sword you exist you're yeah, gonna exactly. get annihilated if you don't know what you're doing but you can still be here exactly and you sort of help we think numbers who knows who knows it depends on your importance in the in yeah. the scheme of things. Um, okay. I so do you have any other myself. questions just to, off of a cursory glance? Like you see a lot of numbers. A lot Your of main numbers. main thing that you want to focus on is those six numbers in the, like six big numbers in the, the side there. Those are your, yeah. those are your stats. Strength and all that. Strength, mm-hmm. dexterity, constitution. Um, intelligence. Oh, I'm, gonna, I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to fail. Strength, dexterity, constitution, intelligence, wisdom, and charisma. Yeah, yeah. Those are your six. These are the big main D and D about your character. Yeah, exactly. Those are kind of like what define you as a character and how right. and, and help you kind of decide how you want to play them. Yeah. Probably as a fighter, I I don't know if your fighter is um, an archer or a sword slinger or whatever, but like mm-hmm. I bet your highest stat is probably strength. Might be constitution, and it might be dexterity. Mm-hmm. Um, but and I'm not supposed to tell you. Oh, uh, you no, yeah, you know, you you can tell me. Oh, like, it yeah. doesn't matter. You it's were not, pretty. Yeah, that's one of the great right things on. about D and D that a lot of people don't know. And when a lot of people ask me, like my dad, 
when he was trying to understand what we do. He's like, so yeah. how do you win? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, you don't. There's no, it's like, it's a game, but it's not, it's not a game that you win. It's a, uh, it's a collaborative it's a storytelling you experience. You experience this thing. Yeah, exactly. It's a collaborative storytelling experience. That, and, to me, is why I think Stranger Things helped the cause. Yeah, oh, definitely. I watched it, and I went, I wouldn't, I would sort of care if I was part of the people that went, yay, at the end, and, mm-hmm. and felt like I figured something out. But ultimately, I'd be cool with if I did if it didn't work out that way. Mm-hmm. I would, I picture myself being happy that I was part of it yeah, happening. And exactly. instead of like, did you win tonight? It's like, ah, that's yeah. not even really how I think and about it. I'd be like, uh, what? I had fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a beautiful game. Oh, I yeah. I mean, like, how many games in the world can you say that? Well, nowadays a lot, but they're all really? modeled after. But there's oh, a lot of, like, that kind they're of either stuff. modeled after D&D, and I, I'm not 100% sure on my history of tabletop role-playing games. Yeah, yeah, D&D course. was definitely at least one of the first, if not the first. But, so, most modern tabletop role-playing games are collaborative in nature. And there's a there's a whole gamut of them. Like, mm. And the only reason that I'm correcting you on that is because... <clears throat> I don't want you coming away thinking that D and D is like singular nowadays yeah. in this experience. Like yeah. there are there are a lot of different games out there that people play sure. that have the same yeah. idea. But the i well not but but yeah. the idea behind them is there is no winning. There's no competition. So cool. you know the the thing is you work together to tell a story. And so like you called the D the DM earlier in the in the night the storyteller. The DM is one of the storytellers, but again, they're more of the arbiter of the rules. Oh, uh, yeah. Whereas everybody who plays at the table is a storyteller because you decide what your character does, okay. and you decide yeah. how it yeah. goes goes down and stuff like that. I'm looking forward to seeing what my... I know, right? What and we, we, we'll eventually get there. <laughs> um, I keep This is how a lot of D&D nights go, too. We, we've had nights where we just talked. Yeah. Um, but, what was I going to say? So there is no... Like even a lot of people want to view the the dynamic between the DM and the players as a competitive one, whereas no, the, yes, while I will be role playing and uh, acting out the actions of the bad guys, yeah, at the table, uh, it does not mean that I'm rooting for the bad guys to win. <laughs> you right, know, like you're like I'm just there to like provide that experience. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I get it. You're not like I want you to either. Do yeah. this or this. It's yeah, just yeah. like it's going to lead to either this or this, and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, and exactly. I'm gonna help and, I, and along the way, I'm going to play great. this these this group of goblins or this group yeah. of you know play whatever the, the bad guys moment. are. Yeah, yeah. dude, um, this is great. Uh, but but that does not mean that I embody that mentality, right. you know, or whatever. Love and um, yeah, so it is. But there, I mean, not to say that human nature doesn't take over. There are definitely some nights where I'm like. You got you, a, motherfucker. Yeah, you have a preference <laughs> like, of how this might go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then they say something crazy, and you're like, "Come on, that's yeah, we don't damn it, you, ah, you got me." Um, so anyway, <laughs> that's great. So yin yang. Yep. All right. So let's let's do let's with this with this is not a very com- complicated yeah scenario. I'm just gonna do the start. <laughs> Easy for you to say, buddy. When right. I'm looking at this sheet, whoo. Yeah. Well, again, there's a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. But it's all, it's all one of those things on. that I'll tell you something and for those say, oh, listening. what can I do? And then the main thing is to, like, keep an open mind and be like, yeah. oh, I can do, like, what can I do? And I'll be like, 
well, what do you want to do? Right. You know, and and that sort of stuff. For the people listening who have never played, it's not just like strength and dexterity, those six. There are just oh, like yeah. so many words on here. It, like, it's not just, is he a pretty good fighter? It's like, oh, there's athletics, deception, history, insight, intimidation, investigation, medicine. It's like, this goes deep. Yeah. This goes really deep. And this right here is actually, <laughs> that right there is actually why a lot of people don't play or shy away from D&D. At least initially, it seems overwhelming, right? Because there's yeah, there's a lot going on. There are other games. Um, there's a whole g- gamut range of games that are based on a system that that we refer to as powered by the apocalypse. Because mm. there was a a game called I forget exactly what it was called Into the Apocalypse or the Apocalypse World. I think it was Apocalypse World, but um, and they use a very a much simpler approach. To this, and they only use two dice. Yeah, and and it's just much more approachable. That, you'd think that that would be the more famous game because right. it would be available to the masses better. Yeah, but I've never even heard of that. Game. Well, it's never. It you know one it comes after D and D, and D and D has volumes upon volumes and years upon years. But you know the funny thing is that like Gary Gygax, the creator of D and D, and his buddies just like sat around a table and came up with all these rules for their so game great. like 50 years ago, you know, 50 or 60 years ago. That's and they so were like, great, they were like, how do we interpret that this will be? And yeah. like, how do we want to base this? And that's what started it. And, you know, so a lot of it is based off of their kind of like, like how did we think that this the best way sense. to arbitrate this situation, yeah. how this did this made make sense, sense to us? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and those rules have obviously morphed over the years. Oh, and the neat thing okay. about... So there's, pro- there's progress. Oh, it's fifth, not like... edition, fifth edition and first edition are completely different animals. Oh. Like, oh my goodness, yeah. Like, I've played first edition. So there's amendments friends. upon amendments and just altogether changes? Yeah, all, oh, just flat out changes. Yeah, exactly. Like, like we still what's... use the same dice. But the way we interpret them it sounds very similar to what I think about what politics could be. Yeah, very much. It's so. Like we get where this started, but you know it wasn't it have perfect, to be this right? Way, yeah. And it actually had mm-hmm. some really not good things. Kind of shitty things. Let's change Again, that. the like races. And, yes. And Let's stuff just like that. change that. And mm-hmm. some people are like, no, never change anything. Yeah, Other no, people this are like, was written. No, but this isn't in good. The hand of God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which you know, a lot of people in the D and D community are like, no, this is not what Gary Gygax wanted. And it's like they're the uh, yeah, but like they're the fundamentalists. Yeah, exactly. Of it all, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. very much so. Um, but yeah, there's all like they're completely different things. Yeah, yeah. And one of the things I love about Fifth Edition is that it has made the game that much more approachable for so many yeah, different right. people. Like the the rules are much different, much more open to interpretation. Yeah, you know, you don't spend like they have. If you want to spend hours going through the pages and learning everything, you can. Yeah, yeah. Have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, so great. Uh, Sad story. That's awesome. Um, I forgot what I was saying. Well, average human is going to do something. Is going to do something. That's right. So, oh, that's right. I said that this is um, a a simple enough scenario that we're presenting. This is from the. Lost Minds of Fandelver, which is the when you buy the starter kit to D and D, which you don't have to to start playing. Hmm. Um, really, all you need to start playing is friends and a set of dice. Yeah, that's um, and you don't even need that. Like people, like whatever, you can make it work. But Lost Minds of Fandelver, when you buy the starter kit, is the main adventure that they sell in there. 
And so when they started promoting this back in 2014, this was kind of the adventure that, like, started it all. And if you ever listen to uh, The Adventure Zone, I've told you about other D&D podcasts. Right. But, so The Adventure Zone also started in 2014. Uh, the, the McGriffin, why am I forgetting on McGriffin. there? Yeah, McGriffin. Uh, <laughs> Griffin, Travis, and... Um, I'm blanking on all their names now, and if well, this I ever gets out there, they're all gonna, I'm gonna get shunned from the community for. Uh, but they all have, yes, all twelve people listening are gonna yeah tell exactly. <laughs> but they <laughs> watching. Um, they have another podcast called My Brother, My Brother and Me. Have you heard of that? Oh, okay, well, uh, but they started this popular D and D podcast in 2014 or 15 called um, called The Adventure Zone, and they started with this adventure, and they completely changed it and made it into their own thing and it's oh, hilarious. Wow. But this is the the basic start of what they started with. Great. So I'm gonna set the scenario. Yeah. And you're gonna interact right, with I'm going, it. I'm going in. And where are you like so older edition editions of D D and fifth edition too used a, a lot more accoutrement on the table. You know, they would have like what we call battle maps and mm-hmm. and miniatures and, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, sure. And you can do all of that with 5th edition. But one of the things that 5th edition did was made it much more approachable for what we call theater of the mind, mm-hmm. where everything is just, just happening here, you know. So, like, instead of specifically positioning yourself on the battle map and say, I'm here, I'd be like... Where's your character? Like, oh, I'm standing over by this tree that's like ten feet from oh, the bad guy, so cool. you know, or whatever. Yeah, right. Like that. So like, I think I like that better. But it's I could more see, accessible. But I people. could also see uh, other both happening at the same time. Yeah, there are some For people sure. who can't do. I mean, I can't. I'm not saying they can't think, but like, yeah. they they love to see the the actual positioning. That yeah. makes so much more sense to them. Yeah. Where I'm like, they're like, where am I? I'm like, I don't know. Where are you? Like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Where Where do you want to be? <laughs> yeah. That sort of stuff. Um. So the scenario is that you have a dwarven friend who goes by the name of Gundren Rockseeker. And Gundren Rockseeker has thinks that he has discovered a way to access what is known in the community as the Lost Mines of Fandelver. So there's a small mining community known as Fandelver that is built around what they think is the ancient location of these old mines, but nobody knows how to access them. And, of course, untold riches and and power await those who can access them. But, like, nobody knows in the town of Fandover specifically where they are or how to access them. Well, Gundren, your friend, thinks that he's figured out a way. So he and his buddy Sildar set off to go to the town of Fandelver. And you're in a completely different place altogether, um, which is maybe a day or two's journey from the town of Fandelver. So it could be either a major city or it could be a small town, whatever you feel like your character would come from. And so Gundren and, and your other friend Sildar set off to go to Fandelver and kind of explore possibilities and see if, if what they had in line was was right, what what the information that he had heard was accurate and that they could actually, like, get access to these mines. So uh, he said that he would send 
a raven or owl or whatever to commute, like let you know when to bring all the rest of the supplies, let you know if you had a good place to set up. Yeah. And he's and you figured since it's only like a day's journey or two, you th- you thought maybe tops like three days that you'd hear from him. Well, it's been more than three days now, and you haven't heard from old Gundren. And so you got like the other supplies and stuff. Like, yeah. Basically, he and Sildar just kind of like like oh this is awesome this is some information we have to act on it now, boom they headed off in the middle of the night like or whatever and and they're like you will when you hear from us bring the rest of the stuff so you you spent the past couple of days like packing up all the mining equipment and rations and everything in the getting everything ready to go and you've just been waiting to make sure that you had a place to take it so you haven't heard so you're gonna go on ahead because you haven't heard and so you're gonna you're just gonna get on your horse or your or get on your cart with your horse and all the supplies loaded up and just start heading to Fandelver on your own because um, fuck it <laughs> uh, there's nothing else going on here yin yang is gonna is gonna do that so you start heading down uh, the road and you get about half a day down the road or so Um and you get into an area that is kind of overgrown, and the woods are really close to the trail, and, you know, they're kind of arching overhead on either side, creating kind of that cathedral effect. And it's, it's, it's almost like Beauty and the Beast, you know, when, when Belle goes to find out what happens to her yeah. dad. Um, I pictured that. Minus the, minus the winter, wintery stuff. Yeah. Um, and in the middle of the trail, where it's the thinnest, you see a horse laying on its side so what would you like to do uh, like it's it's blocking it's blocking the trail so like you would have to you stop about maybe 100 feet or so from it and to get around it you would have to move it um or see if it's whatever you have to investigate it somehow to see okay. what you want to do with this situation man all my my mind keeps going to things that aren't humanly possible, or at least right, 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 yeah, like magic things, and that's off the table because I'm an average human, right? I can't just do magic or something like that, right? Correct. Yes, right. you don't have access in in some games. You can like draw, try to on, access, try it. to access magic in D and D. You have to have access to spells, and you don't have access. To Got spells. it. So yeah. I won't do some loophole, right? Just but that is interesting to note because if you ever do want to play D and D. My first maybe, thought maybe play some, a magic person. Like, my first thought had something to do with if that's where you go, like, like the uh, fungi that connects everything. It was like to feel where things right, are yeah, yeah. and what's underground. Oh, and what so those you would love are. you would love the powered by the apocalypse system because all the things you're talking about are like yeah. things that are are much more like I want to do this, and then the, yeah. the game master is like, oh, okay, cool. We'll roll your dice and see if it happens. Whereas in D and D, it's like uh, that spell doesn't actually exist. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> so I think an average human. Yeah. I approach the horse mm-hmm. to look at it where it can see me okay. and assess if it's dead, if it's dying, hurt, okay. or if I detect nothing okay. is wrong, that that might be that someone's around. Right. Okay. So you can tell just by glance that the horse is dead. Okay. Oh, dead. Okay. Yeah. You can tell just like when you get close, you can see the flies and dead. smell Got it. it. Like this, this horse is dead. Um, to determine anything else, though, 
you're going to have to do a D&D move, which is called roll investigation. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, like I said, all the dice have different, like, D20, D6, stuff like that. The main one you're going to yeah. roll is D20, but in the, in the vernacular of the game, if I say roll and I don't specify which dice to roll, I mean roll a D20. Got it. So you're going to do what's called roll investigation, which under the that whole list of things you talked about, athletics, yeah, um, acrobatics, all that sort of stuff, there is one called investigation that gives you like a little, either a bonus or not a bonus um, to this roll. So go ahead and feel free Into to... Into there? Or yeah, that's fine. I mean, you can roll it on the table. I brought this. My mom gave me this, and I love it, so... Is it... Did Cole... Is it uh, cottonwood handmade leather? I forget exactly where she got it. It's uh, locally or no? Yeah, yeah, it's a local leather place hmm. um, that she that she got it from, and, and they gave her these dice. I think it's at the farmers market, actually. I think yeah, 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 yeah. I the think they're at the farmers market. market. All right, here we go. Okay, seven. so you got a seven, and you're going to add any modifiers that you have to that. So again, it's underneath For where you saw all those athletics, acrobatics. Yeah. Plus zero, buddy. Plus zero. <laughs> average human. Okay. So, yeah, exactly. Average human. Well, investigation is an intelligence-based skill, and fighters are usually not, like, their strong suit is not intelligence. Wizards, clerics, other people like that who do Got a lot of study, their, yeah. their strong suit is intelligence, whereas fighters, their strong suit is fighting. Yeah. Um, so... So with a seven plus zero in this instance, this would be like it's a failure, but it's not like a fail. Like you yeah, just don't I didn't gain learn the information. More you didn't like you could have garnered more details right from the scene, um, zoomed out a little bit and seen something else. But I yeah, have exactly, or been able to be like, oh, you know this, right. this, right. and even the the difference between like so this is where. What you were talking about earlier, where like, oh, I don't have this, but can I try to do it anyway? Like, you're not an intelligence-based character, but you could still roll high. You see what I'm saying? Like, you have a good moment. You might not be able to like pull a spell out of your ass, but, but you might be really creative in what to do. In your exactly, mind. in that moment, you might have a really good moment and just like really pay attention. Get lucky. Exactly, you get lucky or whatever, and so you roll high. And so, like, you could roll up to 20, and, like, that would be I a really good... I played a dice game like this with baseball. Oh, really? And it was, if you're, it's like, you're like a pitcher, and mm-hmm. you're not that good of a hitter, you want to try to hit a home run? Okay, you can. It's You got to get real lucky with this dice, buddy. We okay. played games like that. Yeah, yeah. You want to hit a home run, and you're terrible at hitting, and you're swinging for the fences on the first pitch? Okay, let's do it. You're probably going to strike out. See, I love that because it's just more mm-hmm. confirmation that things that sports related things are mm-hmm. just are, are just D and D for jocks. That's great, <laughs> or you know, or like that's great. nerd stuff for, because D and D for jocks would be a great podcast, right? Title. Oh man, that would be a good one. Um, but like, there's such a division between communities, and you know, D and D has always been the, especially with the. The shame that it met during the eighties and nineties and, and stuff. Like yeah, about it being demonic. Like sh- yeah, and say exactly. that you're going to get possessed by. And it's interesting that like Stranger Things, it's like, hey, they played, and sure enough, they got possessed by a demon. I love that though. I yeah, love that. That's they, so great. About <laughs> I love that they kind of. And then like they were like, but it wasn't because of the head. game. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Of, it did happen. They played it, and they got possessed. 
But it's not because of the game. It's not because of the you game. silly people. But they still are kind of like highlighting the silliness of that yeah. era. All right, I got to get back in character. So then okay. I don't learn anything, so then I have to go again? No. So in this instance, like there are times when that could happen where okay. you could where you could attempt again. But in this instance, um, what happens is that you don't, you're, you're just kind of befuddled by what's going yeah. on. You see a dead horse. Yeah. And actually, so instead of telling you what happens next, yeah. I'm going to say, okay, well, you don't, do really you, see, now? You, you don't really see anything. What are you going to do? I think because I'm a fighter, not intellect, Okay. I probably move the horse out of the way. Okay. Because so. it, but I know I'm about to get it. Someone's going to attack me. As a, as a, <laughs> a, a that's what's called metagaming. <laughs> you have played enough. In real life, I have, see where this is going. <laughs> you have played enough video games <laughs> in, or have enough, enough uh, connected. I'm about a to, to get attacked, buddy. To know what's going <laughs> but on. But you called me a fighter, so let's bring exactly, it on. Exactly, there we go. <laughs> so you said about moving the horse. One of the interesting things about D&D is that they have a thing called Take 10 or Take 20, where if you set about a task and you have time to do it. Yeah you can pretty much automatically succeed at it. So, like, if moving the horse was under a rush, I would have you roll strength or constitution or something like that uh-huh. to see if you could, like, pull yeah. the horse off the trail. Uh-huh. But because you're setting about it at... Um, when, when you think, your character at least thinks, that you have time to move about it, you know, you, you start to actually, like, move the horse off before the first arrow uh, whooshes by. So we're going to see if that first arrow that that is that you hear you hear the twang of the um, you hear the twang of the bowstring. Dang it! Uh, and these bows in the middle of the path. Exactly. Just out there. Again, yeah, I'm screwed. Yeah. See, and that's one of the things. Like, if you'd rolled high on intelligence, you would have been like, "Oh, there's an ambush set up here." <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> There's like seven <laughs> people in the trees right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. There's something going on here. Yeah. I need to duck yeah. and cover. Um, I need to be, I need to, Bert the Turtle, is that the, what is his name? The old, from the 50s? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Okay. But, also, just shout out, these dice are a gift from my wife, so, yeah, uh, my pretty. first set of metal dice. Oh, nice. Oh, All yeah, right. I feel that, compare it, so, compare it. Oh, It's like, like a, it weighs like a whole pound. It's like the decision maker. <laughs> it's got a nice maker. little clunk <laughs> to it. It's the decision maker. Exactly, dude. baby. Right. So, we're going to see if that arrow does any good. So, I got a 10... Uh, I don't have the goblin statistics right in front of me. I yeah. believe they get like a plus two, plus three to hit. So I'm going to say that's a 13. Mm-hmm. And again, normally I would reference yeah. the statistics and say... Yeah, or you're like rounding you're, off from yeah. memory. Not yeah, 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 Exactly, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But so it's just for say. an example of how and it might that go. is against your armor class. So your armor class is listed towards the top of the sheet, and it's in a shield. Okay. Yep. And your armor? 17. Okay, good. So I survived the oh, first Oh, this arrow. doesn't even come close to you. So it's like, yeah. like there are some hits that might like, ping, ping, you know, like bounce off your armor or that, or they'd actually hit you. But this one is just like, you just, it just like whoosh. But it made me, you. I now, now know. Now you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And that is what's called a surprise round. You didn't know the attack was coming, so right. I got a free shot against you. Yeah. If you know what, uh, that the attack was coming... Then we would have done... What do you do when you see an ambush? Yeah, well, we would have done the, the classic uh, D&D term. We've done what's called roll initiative, uh, uh, where you determine your fight, like who reacts the fastest to draw their weapon. Right. So now that they had their surprise, because you were surprised, you didn't get to 
roll initiative. They got a free shot against you. But now that you know yeah. that you're being attacked, yeah. we get to roll initiative. So it's just roll roll a dice again. So and this isn't what do you do, yin yang? This is just see where you go in got the it. in the lineup. Yeah. So I'm gonna roll uh, I'm gonna roll one. And so I got an 11, and I don't know what the initiative is, so I got an 11. And then you roll and see where you go. So, like, who goes first? Oh, you got a 20. Okay. Now, this is called, like, an initiative, it doesn't really matter, but in any other thing... It would have been a special... Technically? Snake eyes. According to the rules, yeah. the only time what we call, this is the big one, folks, what we call a nat 20 um, matters is in combat, according to the rules... But all the fun tables make sure that a nat 20 matters in every aspect. <laughs> like, no matter when you roll special, a nat 20. It's a special moment. It's a special, it's a yeah. special moment. Maybe because you're looking at not a very high percentage no. of that happening. Which technically has the same percentage as every other number on the dice, but yeah. still. Um, it's just like, yeah, double sixes is the same as other. Like, exactly. Man, it feels like, it whoa. It feels fun. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so, a nat, so, you're obviously going to go first. Yeah. Um, so you turn around and you, as the arrow whooshes by your ear, you turn around and you see a goblin uh, up in a tree. And he's got another arrow knocked. And he's like kind of crouched on the branch. And he's ready to go. Um, I don't know to, definitively if it was him that shot it at me. Or do I? You are making some, like he's aiming at you. Got it. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. like you don't know. Okay, so I see what you're saying. Like, you don't know specifically, like... Is he defending like, me right now what? from someone that just shot at me? Oh, oh look yeah. at you. Yeah. I see what you're saying. That's yeah. up to you, man. Yeah. But he's definitely, like, pointing an arrow at you, or at least yeah. in your direction. Yeah, pretty so, close. Yeah. Uh, I think I would... Oh, I know some of you are enjoying this thoroughly, maybe making fun of me. You want to send this to your friends and be like, watch this dude and how little he knows about this game. Uh, yeah, this, this is only about half the conversation. So if you are a supporter of this podcast through Patreon, you have access to watch the rest of this. It's a whole nother hour. And if you want to watch, just you can become a patron of the podcast. You can throw in a buck a month or something, maybe five bucks a month to help. Help a brother out. Website, podcast equipment, other things, maybe extra me things. You can go to patreon.com slash things about things. You can become a patron and then you can have access to the extended version of this. Thanks for watching.